Welcome to the Falling Skies cast, the first podcast dedicated to Falling Skies on TNT. I'm back here once again to talk about Falling Skies, and we're preparing for Season 2 that's going to start this summer in June, as I've been saying for the past several months. It was officially announced today, as I record, June is the return date. Uh, they haven't announced the date yet, as I've been saying the whole off-season, I think. I'm still predicting Father's Day weekend, since it's the same amount of episodes. I'm, I'm assuming they'll do a similar running of them over eight weeks, starting with a two-part season premiere and a two-part season finale. But hey, maybe I'm wrong. But it seemed to work out pretty well for him in season one, so don't think they're going to try to fix something that is not broken. Definitely a lot of things going out there right now as far as season two prepares to come up here soon. And I don't want to spoil you too much. I'm not sure how spoiler-free you'd like to be here in 2012 for season two of Falling Skies. But there's a lot of casting stuff that's out there, and there's a lot of stuff that's not out there, quite honestly. We're still several months away from the show, one way or the other. If we're looking at roughly Father's Day, that's almost four months out still. Close to it, anyway. So we've still got a little ways to go here in this hiatus, and we're still going through our rewatch episodes, which we'll be discussing another one of those here in just a few minutes. But I did want to talk a little bit about some uh, some more casting news and some other things that have um, come up here in the last little while. So we're going to jump into a little bit of Falling Skies news. From the Falling Skies Cast Studios, it's the Falling Skies News with Jimmy and Emmy. Well, last episode we talked about some casting stuff, and again, if you don't really want to hear casting issues... We'll save that to the last part of the Falling Skies cast news so you can skip ahead to the next part of the show. And we want to get into a few things here. One thing I wanted to mention is FallingSkies.com, the official site for Falling Skies, has recently been redesigned. They've put up a couple new videos, a few little other things that you can check out there. Uh, one thing they do have there, which is maybe of interest to you if you're interested in such things, they have a sort of a preview behind-the-scenes look for Season 2 of Falling Skies. You can check out. They also have what they've called like a review, a rewind of season one, you can check out there as well. They have a What Do You Think Happened to Tom? Not really a contest, I don't think, but just something you can talk about on Twitter if you choose to. They are they have announced, it's not available just yet, but they have announced an app that is coming soon for Falling Skies that will be available on iOS and Android. So that's pretty cool. And then they also have a pretty interesting design. And I, I talked about this on my website, talked about this on Facebook. And I've basically used this images <laughs> to create my new cover art here for the episode that you may have noticed. They have the tall, thin, gray aliens, whatever, the bipedal gray aliens. They haven't really given them a name, necessarily. I think Tom referred to him as a command alien or something like that, maybe. I don't know. Close-up of a, a profile of one of those and a close-up of Tom. And on the website, the alien's on the left, Tom's on the right. If you flip-flop that image, it looks a lot like the poster of an old 80s movie called Enemy Mine. And uh, again, I'll briefly mention this here. I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it. So basically there's an interstellar war. Mankind has gone out into space. They've started kind of conquering areas, claiming areas, whatever. They run into this other civilization and go into conflict, just as men are apt to do, it seems. <laughs> and it doesn't change here in this movie. I believe it's 2192 or 2092... I can't remember. It's not too far off in the future, quite honestly, as far as the date they assigned to the movie. Anyway, there's Dennis Quaid and Louis Gossett Jr., the main stars of the movie. Dennis Quaid's a starfighter pilot, and he is engaged in a space battle, 
And then basically he and another alien are both shot down. They crash land on this like desolate little planet. And even though they hate each other or whatnot, they eventually figure out they need to depend on one another to survive. And all sorts of stuff happens in this movie. Um, I rewatched it Saturday afternoon after I saw this redesign. I think it was Friday night. And so it was just an interesting thing to go back and watch. I hadn't seen it in years when those movies I watched as a kid. But it was it was enjoyable. It wasn't the greatest movie ever by any means. I had some familiar faces of some of the bad guys you see in a lot of those old 80s movies. Uh, one in particular, I think he was in like RoboCop and a whole bunch of other things. But the point, I guess, of all this, it is about two groups of people, Earthlings and some alien race that are at war. And these people come together and kind of make peace with one another. And again, I don't want to get too far along if you've never seen it. I don't want to spoil some stuff in it. But it does involve asexual reproduction at one point. <laughs> and so I think that's interesting because I actually mentioned that in the Fallen Skies preview. If you They were like, well, how do the skitters reproduce? Well, I think we kind of know how the skitters reproduce based on what we learned the first season. But not everybody talks about such things, I guess. And, uh, <laughs> and that just seems to happen in most TV shows. But... Anyway, I thought I'd share that, so if you want to check out Enemy Mind, it might be related to Season 2, it really might not be at all, but it's still a space movie about aliens and humans fighting, so you might like that if you like Fallen Skies. You can check it out on Netflix Instant Watch, it is on there for streaming, so you can check it out. Alright, well, also as far as Fallen Skies news goes, MTV Geek posted a few things here that I heard about via a link from 3 by Space. Check out 3 Space.net. And like I said before, as, as of the time of recording, today, 2.27, they posted an article a few hours ago right now from when I'm talking to you um, over the airwaves or whatever. But basically they have a few videos and then there is a, uh, a few little things, a couple of images, one of which shows one of the new cast members we could talk about. And I guess as we're going to start talking about some of this, I'll, I'll go ahead and give you a kind of a slight spoiler warning here in a moment. But first of all, I do want to tell you, um, the DVD and the Blu-ray release have been set. Apparently that's set for June the 5th, which there again would line up perfectly with my idea of a Father's Day release of the new season. Um, I believe Father's Day, once again, would be June 17th. So that would be almost a two-full week time where people who haven't seen season one could go back and rewatch it, get caught up, and uh, that would definitely be good. I think that's all I want to share as far as that type of information. There are links on our site and here in the AAC feed where you can go to Amazon and pre-order those if you'd like. But um, I do want to talk a little about some of the cast members. And so if you're not really into hearing that type of information, if you think that's like a spoiler, you know, you can skip to the next section of the show. But I do want to talk about a little bit of that here. And we're going to start with, with the MTV article. Where there is a picture. Um, the first one he sees Weaver and Howe, which, you know, that's pretty normal. We see those guys a lot. The second picture we see... Dr. Glass, which again is pretty normal. But then we see a new character. And if you're interested in the characters, I do have a uh, Fallen Skies character guide there on FallenSkiesCast.com. For the first part of the of that guide, that's pretty much all official descriptions from last season, from season one, from TNT that they sent out in the press kit that I've talked about a few times here on the show. The second half of that, I've started compiling my own list for season two. And, and some of these things, honestly, there's not any like press releases really for this just yet. I mean, they haven't really gone into promotion mode. They've just... I think are just about to finish filming or in the process of maybe wrapping it up right now. And so, you know, they still got a lot of work to do as far as special effects and post-production and stuff before it you know, premieres in the summer. Well, there really hasn't been a lot of official news about this stuff. Like Terry O'Quinn was publicized there in EW and some other places. He was signed on for the last couple of episodes. We talked about that last episode. 
of the podcast. Well, there's other people who've come on to the show as reoccurring characters, and some, as far as I know, are just like a, a guest star, maybe for one episode, maybe more, but... I've been kind of scouring the interwebs, if you will, to see what I could find. And a few of these people I found out about via Twitter and just having them having conversations with people and whatnot. And one of those was being Luciano Caro, who was on Battlestar Galactica. She played Cat on that. And I found out her name on the show, Falling Skies, via her Twitter account. She's saying she portrays a character named Crazy Lee. The one person I wanted to mention from the MTV article, we see Brandon J. McLaren. He was recently in The Killing, and he plays a character called Sunil Shutani, or something like that. At least that's what I've been seeing reported a few places. And they even have a little character bio on him, which is interesting. Is this, is a handsome and overwhelmed mechanic who has spent a fortune on an Ivy League engineering degree and was just days away from launching an IPO when the aliens hit. Now, I found some other people, also their own Twitter and stuff, but I found through IMDB a few more people who are... Uh, at least guest starring. Again, I don't know if these people are going to be recurring or not. Like for episode one, we talked about the episode title for that last episode. There's four guest stars I've, I was able to procure from from IMDb. And I knew one of these guys was going to be on the show anyway, uh, from Twitter and some other places. And he is Ryan Robbins. He was on uh, Sanctuary. He was in Apollo 18. I think he might have been in Battlestar Galactica briefly. He plays a character named Tector. And there's a few other people, again, I don't know how large these roles are. These may be very small roles. A guy named Brad Kelly is going to play a character named Lyle. don't know how much he was in these movies, but he was in X-Men Last Day and Watchmen. And then we have a young lady named Lane McNeil, who's playing Teresa. She was in the Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And then we also have a lady named Kyra Zargoski, playing a character named Bonnie. And apparently she was played some small roles in some different TV shows, apparently. Two of those being Smallville and Fringe. And then also in episode four, Billy Wickman. And he's been in some different movies. He was in the A-Team. He's in Thomas Kincaid's Christmas Cottage, which I talked about on an episode of Supernatural Cast because it had Gerald Padalecki in it. He plays a character named Boone. And again, this is another character name I got from a Twitter account that was on Billy Wickman's Twitter page. So there's not really been a lot of information about all this. And I'm sure once the... Uh, the press kits come out. Hopefully I'll get another one this year. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they were nice enough to send me that stuff last year, so maybe they will again this year. Uh, but I, I guess I can't really just count on that. But I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to Season 2. I think here in the near future, stuff's really going to get amped up. I know TNT's been re-showing Season 1 here recently, I guess on Sunday nights. And so they're trying to remind people, oh yeah, that show Falling Skies that went away. Last summer, well, it's coming back, so I think that's pretty good stuff. But anyway, I guess that's really all I wanted to touch on there. And again, I, I don't know if you consider a character's name or a fact that an actor has been cast <laughs> as a spoiler, but I do like to give that warning just in case. And um, again, go over to FallingSkiesCast.com or our FallingSkiesCast Facebook page at Facebook.com slash FallingSkiesCast, and you can see links to some of these articles, and you can also see videos and, and all that kind of stuff. And also... On FallingSkiesCast.com, we've updated our episode guide. We've got you know the descriptions from Season 1. We've got links to pre-order the DVD and Blu-ray from Amazon. And then for Season 2, we have I have two episode titles. For season 1, or Season 2, Episode 1, we talked about last time around, which was Worlds Apart. And episode title for Episode 4, apparently, is Youngbloods. I've got whatever information I could gather from 
IMDb and those kind of places as far as who wrote the episodes, who directed the episodes, who guest starred in the episodes, uh, and all that type of information. So if you'd like to check that out, you can see that over at FallingSkiesCast.com, and we would love for you to to take a look over there. We have recently redesigned our site in uh, in preparation for Season 2 as we've been preparing all sorts of things here recently in the last uh, the month of this month I mean I posted the last episode February 5th so about just about 3 weeks ago I made a lot of changes to the website a lot of changes to uh, some other things all right well that's going to wrap up our news for this episode and I'm going to jump into our rewatch section of the show it's time for the falling skies recap part of the show where we recap falling skies this week we are rewatching episode six of Fallen Sky Season One. That is Sanctuary Part One. The original air date was July seventeenth, twenty eleven, from ten to eleven p.m. All right. The official description says Lieutenant Terry Clayton, guest star Henry Zerny, the Tudors of the Seventh Mass, arrives with word the aliens are on their way to attack the Second Mass. Clayton's plan to lead the children to a safe haven while the adults remain behind to fight is met with some resistance from the parents, including Tom. All right, well, let's jump into our discussion time. And what I've been doing, if you haven't caught up or haven't been listening to us over the off-season, basically I've gone back, rewatched the episode, taken some notes, and tried to catch some things maybe I missed or catch an idea to latch on to, or just even looking back what we might know from the end of the season to this point, just try to point out a few things here and there. And so if you have some stuff you'd like to point out, please send those in. Um, next episode, we will be discussing Episode 7, Season 1. That will be Sanctuary Part 2, and we'd love to have your thoughts on that or any episode. And uh, again, you can do that in all sorts of ways. We'll have all that contact info at the end of the episode. And I would definitely love to hear from you before Season 2 gets going. If you have any predictions, any anything you would like to see, would love to have your uh, your thoughts on that kind of thing. All right, we're going to get into a little bit of our rewatch here of the episode as we discuss some of the things that I noticed this go around. And one thing that's kind of hard for me to do when I do this, I kind of want to go into recap mode and uh, talk about everything. And I know that's not the point right now. One thing this episode we see yet again is the red shirts coming forward from the background to do things just to move the plot along. We have the red shirt family who comes out of nowhere and is quickly disappears. <laughs> they uh, start the show off with the uh, father of the family trying to steal the medicine from Anne, who you know, knocks her to the ground. Doesn't seem to hurt her too bad. Definitely gives her a scare. And then they run off. Terry Clayton, another, not even really a red shirt. He comes out of nowhere. He's a guest star from the 7th Mass. He saves the day, giving him a nice introduction as a heroic figure, since, especially since Mike and Weaver already have a past relationship with him. We definitely are meant to trust this guy, even though we've never seen him before. Um, we also have the red shirt and the uh, bus who dies. His name is Parker. We have the red shirt dad complaining about sending their kids away. And uh, I don't think we really see any of these people again. I mean, I guess we're led to believe that Eli's mom and dad are dead. as They made the deal to give him to the Skitters. One thing I did want to comment on, I guess, was the fact that this family was planning to run off by themselves. I mean, I guess as far as the Skitters go, they don't seem to have the ability to locate a group of... 300 people, which is pretty lame, <laughs> a little bit. I mean, that's a lot of people. If you're just looking for heat signatures, you could be able to find that pretty easily, especially since they've gotten lanterns and all these other electronic things they're running off batteries or some other power, like the little radios. They could definitely find them if they have any kind of heat vision technology, which maybe they don't. 
but it would it would be okay. You could get away from them as an individual or a small group. That would be easier um, as far as that goes, but as far as surviving goes, the provisions out there have been picked over. There's really nothing out there, it doesn't seem like, for, for you to go get. And so unless you were in a situation like the little orchard where you couldn't grow your own food in a somewhat secluded area, at least that's the the way they're presenting it, uh, you're kind of at a, in a bad spot out there. It's almost like suicide running off by yourself. But, And we do learn, I guess, later on that the seventh mass really is gone. That is a true part of the story. And he talks about how one of the, his leader, Phillip's daughter, Megan, got taken. In, and we learn you know, that's really part of the story because Megan is the creepy skitter girl at the end of the, the episode that deals with, with old Clayton. So some of his storytelling he, he gives to the second mass is true. He just weaves in that with his lies. I think there's two big points to his lie, I guess, really, is that or that the third mass is coming in 72 hours because of a skitter attack. And then, as far as I can tell, this whole thing with the mech and the skitter coming really was a setup just to get the kids out of there, it seems like. I mean, granted, eventually, later on near the season finale, which is only a few more episodes away, uh, there are a larger-scale attack on the school, and then they make their own attack against the structure there in Boston, but... I kind of feel like that's a separate thing, a little bit. One thing I just wanted to bring up here, we get into the pill popping, I think it was last episode with Weaver, but he's still pretty normal right now. He doesn't seem to be crazy Weaver just yet, so that's always... Also, a few times in this episode, Anthony was the voice of reason, pointing out things, standing up to Tom, which was actually good. Another big part of this episode was Super Ben, how the skitter harness has um, enabled him to do lots of push-ups, and we we learned a little bit more about what was going on there while he was with the Skitters in the collective, like a hive mind kind of situation where they all knew what was going on. They all felt each other's thoughts, I guess, and it was kind of weird. And he seemed to kind of be reminiscing and almost missing that kind of homesick for the Skittered life, um, which was definitely strange. And as a result of his odd behavior, how suspicious, and is suspicious because of her conversation with Hal, but obviously Tom doesn't really seem to care. He's just like, my son's back. Woohoo, that's it. Oh, one other kind of plot point here I really hadn't thought much about is why is there a tunnel at this school? I mean, is it just a sewer? I mean, if, if that's all it is, that, that makes sense. You know, there's sewer lines everywhere. But it, it makes it sounds like there's like a real like tunnel. Like it's meant to be a tunnel, not a sewer. <laughs> and that just seems very strange. Like what schools have tunnels leading out of it? I don't know. I guess it's maybe just a terminology they're using. I mean, we've seen Tom in the underground sewers, I guess, before when he fought the skitter, brought it back to the base. So, I mean, it's not unheard of that there are some sort of tunnel systems around. And the same thing with um, Pope's gang. I think they took them through some tunnels to get to his little auditorium that he was hanging out in. I don't know. It just seems kind of strange um, that Boston has tunnels everywhere. I'm not familiar with Boston, so maybe that's normal. One other little little thing I wanted to mention here about Weaver, he definitely does seem to care about Jimmy. He kind of seems to have kind of a fatherly look to, towards Jimmy. He even calls him son one point there near the end where Jimmy had been attacked by the skitter and, and was able to finally get away um, because Weaver saved him. But he, he definitely seems to have some kind of uh, emotions toward the young boy or teenage boy, and uh, I think that's kind of cool, especially since he's lost his children. And one funny line from Weaver, he says, after the whole thing with Jimmy, he says, if you're a little older, we'd give you some whiskey. And I thought that was pretty good. I don't think I, I think I overlooked that one. First go around. And once again, I do want to mention the skitter holding the globe and then just like crushing it was pretty awesome. 
I definitely enjoyed that again. And a few final thoughts here. Again, Ben and his odd behavior, and I think that's something we're meant to see as odd, the way they were kind of portraying his character here these final four or five episodes. He seems off. Not as off as Ricky. He seems off, though. And it, it seems like Ben is kind of playing for the other team here a little bit. And I don't think he is in the big picture, but it kind of seems like he is when he's the one who kind of helps make the decision to send the group with Terry Clayton. And then there's actually two twists at the end that um, Terry has made a deal with the Skitters and he has John Pope in his basement. <laughs> and so that's pretty funny. I still don't get... You know, he says, we've kept you alive because you gave us this information. You know, I don't know. How would you even capture Pope? What was he doing? I'd like to know more about that situation. Um, I don't know. There's not many people at that place. I know, I know the second mass captured Pope fairly easily once his, all his people were blown up and they had their guns drawn on him, so I know it's not impossible to capture him, but just for the small group, it seems like that's kind of unlikely that these two groups of people would run into each other and uh, he would capture the Pope. Just like it's very unlikely, Clayton would just happen to run up upon these guys that are stealing the medications um, just as um, Terry shows up. That almost seems like that's fake. A little. I mean, the fact that they go in there and do that just in time for Terry to come in, play the hero, and then Eli was was back at his place. That's unlikely that he would end up back at that little place. So maybe that's all a setup. I hadn't really thought about that before. Uh, that would make that a little more interesting. I don't know that that's supposed to be the case, but with these red shirts, as we've mentioned, we've never seen any of these people before when they're just come out of the background out of nowhere. They might not even have been with the second mass. I don't know. That would be an interesting turn of events if that was the case because I was kind of under the impression oh his people must have found them and somehow killed his parents and gave them to the skitters maybe that's not the case maybe it was all set up well I guess that's going to wrap up a few thoughts here while as I've went back and rewatched Sanctuary Part 1 and don't forget Sanctuary Part 2 is up for the next episode so send in your thoughts on that and we're going to get into just a little bit of feedback uh, I've got some stuff over from our Facebook page and some stuff from Twitter and things as we kind of always do. All right. Well, we're going to jump into our Falling Skies feedback. One thing I do want to mention, facebook.com slash Falling Skies Castle, where you can find us over there. I did upgrade to the timeline function today, actually. And so now it has a giant banner on the top, which I kind of like better. I don't, you know, people complain about Facebook all the time, but I actually do like that better, having a little more control of how my page looks. And it's pretty basic right now. It's pretty much the same basic look as the top of the newly redesigned FallingSkiesCast.com. We definitely have had a few more people find us over there. We're up to 144 likes, so thank you all for finding us there. And uh, we've had a few interactions over there. Like I mentioned earlier in the episode, the Enemy Mine, and how the, the new design of the FallingSkies.com reminds me of that. Well, I posted about that on the website and on the Facebook group. And Robert in ZRobFL on Twitter says, Such a great movie and a good catch on the comparison. Not to spoil Enemy Mind, but the drastic differences in the intentions makes it an interesting dynamic in Falling Skies versus Enemy Mind. So I thought that was pretty cool. Robert also posted a link to 3fbyspace.net. It had the uh, video at look ahead at Season 2 for Falling Skies. And they've got a lot of looks ahead of Season 2 of Falling Skies. As I mentioned before, uh, he and some others were able to actually go up to the set. He's got lots of behind-the-scenes pictures. He's got interviews. He's got videos, all sorts of stuff. So if you haven't checked out 3fbyspace.net, definitely do that if you're looking for some Falling Skies news. And that's the only thing I really see recently was some interactions that <laughs> he and I have had. Um, like I said, some people have found us recently. All right, well, some of the new 
people who have found us here recently are Nielsen Price, Bogdan, and Page. I guess is how you say that last one. Also, Neil, Pam, and Kyle. So thanks to all of you and all of the rest of you who've found us over on Facebook. Definitely, definitely appreciate that. And then I do want to bring up a few things from the Twitter page. And Wednesday, today, the 29th of February, this leap day, was the final day of shooting for Falling Skies for Season 2, according to Peter Shinkoda's Twitter page. And he says, last day of shooting Falling Skies Season 2 here in Vancouver. It's raining, of course, and so does Ryan Robbins over there at Ryan Robbins. says, so shooting the season finale Falling Skies has been incredible. I really wish I could share. This season is going to be so good. Tease. <laughs> but as a result of seeing those tweets today, I did tweet back. Well, actually, those guys and everybody else that I kind of have on my list of Falling Skies type people and um, told them to have a great last day of filming. And one thing, I, I mentioned this a lot. I really appreciate Umpo. He, he we tweets <laughs> messages a lot to his followers. I think that's great being that he is part of the show. Recently, we've had some other actors from the show retweet some stuff we've sent out, like Brandon J. McLaren. We talked about him, I think, earlier. I don't know. I just think that's neat with how these people are um, interacting with, with the fans. I think that's cool. I really do. But we'll just start from the top and work our way down. Today, Disney underscore Wonders says, thanks for the mention. Um, Hope at Hope Welsh says, can't wait to see it. Love Falling Skies, one of the best new series on TV. Needs more than 12 episodes. If you ask me, of course, it's only 10 episodes, which is kind of sad. I retweeted Colin Cunningham's uh, message a couple days ago about having some new pictures up on his like, Flickr page. And at GC FireMT says, thank you for the pictures. Cannot wait to see on TV. And then we have a question from at Ivan C. Torres. And that is, how was this show? And I guess he's asking, how was Falling Skies? And well, Falling Skies was pretty good. I thought it was a great first season. Looking forward to uh, to season two. All right. Well, uh, at female underscore haggis and at Jewel Phoenix both um, thank me for thanking them for doing the Follow Fridays, which they send out quite often, which is always great of them. At Ocean Angel 0356 says, thanks for following me. You made me a week by doing so. Love everything about the show. Keep up the amazing work. So that's nice of them. Also, at Hope Welsh says, Fallen Skies is awesome. Glad it was renewed for Season 2, Fallen Skies. Oh, and one thing. I don't think I mentioned this. I think I forgot to mention this earlier. Maybe I didn't. I, I don't remember right off the top of my head. But I mentioned how I hadn't been keeping up with Once Upon a Time. And I noticed that Jessie Schramm is Cinderella on Once Upon a Time. And I thought she did a great job. I think she's been in two of the episodes so far. And I tweeted about that. And at Lost Weather Guy says, yes, at Jay Schrammer is a great Cinderella on Once Upon a Time. We also got a happy Valentine's Day from at Janelle Musso. All right, well, that's part of our show where we talk about our feedback. We're going to go ahead and jump into our last little part of the show where we tell you how you can contact us. We appreciate the messages on Twitter and Facebook, but you can also um, do other ways to contact us if you would like to. Again, we are on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Falling Skies Cast. We are the Falling Skies on Twitter. And then apart from that, you can also email us at Falling Skies Cast at gmail.com. You can find us and check in to the show on Get Glue. You can also call us at 773-35-SKIES. You can find our Google Plus page. You can find us in iTunes. And uh, there's also a choice you can get in contact with us. We definitely appreciate that. And uh, if you haven't taken the time to go over to iTunes and leave us a review, that would be awesome. We definitely appreciate that. 
and that might help us get a few more listeners for season two as it comes up here in a few months. But uh, anyway, I guess that's going to wrap up this show. We'll probably be back again in a few weeks with a March episode as we rewatch Sanctuary Part 2. And until then, from the Falling Skies cast, I am Jimmy in Georgia. Peace. It's been confirmed that the aliens have landed. Of this show, and so anyway, we want to go. We want to jump mm, of the seventh math, or <laughs> at the. And until then, from the following scholars, cat. <laughs>